0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I would like to start off with um, talking a little bit about winged cryptids, humanoids, whatever you want to call them. So much focus of these things seem to be put in other states like Pennsylvania, Chicago area, and places like this there are many accounts of people seeing these winged entities here in California and this is nothing new this actually goes back to uh, as far as I know this goes back to the maybe early 50s so Probably before that there were many sightings of this but you have to remember that back in those days it wasn't very easy for people to come forward and talk about things like this even as far as in the in the early 80s and so if you would mention certain things or if you had encounters of your own or or certain things were happening to you and you experienced any type of activity, people would look at you like you had lobsters coming out of your ears. I remember when I was talking one day just around the dinner table, per se, and um, some of my aunts and uncles were there, and one of my sisters and I started talking about some of the experiences that we had had. And everyone started looking at us and then they started making fun of us and telling us things like no more mushrooms for you and stuff like this. So a lot of the stories that may have been told back then, I'm pretty sure were never spoken of because of fear of being ridiculed and demonized people just making fun of you and or saying that you were out of your mind and maybe you need to go have a psychiatrist evaluate you and certain things like this and this is the truth people would actually speak to you like that don't even i mean when i was oh i can't remember maybe about 12 or 13 Don't even talk about hearing things. Then they would really think that something was wrong with you. Oh, we need to take you to the hospital because you're hearing voices. Things like this. I told you about from the bedroom window, from like uh, one of the bedroom windows at my grandmother's house, this window faced the side of the house and then the neighbor's bedroom window. So at night... Or sometimes in the day, if that window was open, you could hear something that sounded like a TV. You couldn't make out what they were saying, but it sounded like someone had a TV on. And I remember hearing this and even one of my sisters heard it. Like, yeah, what is that? But there was, even if no one was home next door, we could hear this but don't dare mention it to any of the adults or they're going to think that we're schizo or something like that. So it's so much better. It releases so much pressure from us these days that we are able to come out and talk about things like this. So the winged humanoids and things like this, I know for a fact this has been going on for a while because I know people who say that they have seen these things and these are people who told me this a long time ago and I have spoken about that before. One of those people was my dad when he was walking through the park and he heard a big flapping noise and he looked up and he saw these wings and it looked like there was a man attached to these wings and stuff like this. And these type of things are what are being reported these days happening in these other areas, you know, and then you go into the Mothman and things like this, as well as I don't really remember what decade this happened in. So I'm going to say the nineties, there were reports of people flying like without any type of aircraft it looked like there were people flying like a bird but uh, the reports were they didn't seem to have any wings but they were just kind of like levitating and floating around in the in the sky i really don't know what that was all about i do recall these stories and it they they were reported from everywhere all of the states I don't know what or I mean I never saw anything like that and there were some people that were able to get pictures and even some video of these things and the reason that I'm talking about this is because recently within the last couple of days I saw something about All of these reports coming from the Chicago area, coming from the Pennsylvania area, I don't know, Pittsburgh or wherever, but anyways, in those places, that there are many sightings of these things. And what I'm getting ready to do is, I'm actually going to contact someone To tell them it's not only there. These things have and and continue to be seen here in California. Maybe people don't report them like they do in other places. Because in certain areas we have less like a forest area or what, what have you. And maybe certain parts of California, we don't tend to go too much to places like this. Seems to be we are more of an, what, in the midst of urban urban sprawl, where there are actually more houses in certain areas than anything else. But a lot of these winged creatures have been seen even in houses. I don't know how they get in there. If they are physical, if they are just like from a, a real, maybe hybrid bird or what have you, I do not know how they get in. So if that leads me to believe that These things could be from another dimension, from other dimensions, and they are not from this plane at all. Some of the areas that they seem to show up in, when you look at the concentrations, it's almost like, okay, but why? Why are these places such hot spots? Is it because people just seem to report these more, maybe because they're in more rural areas or what have you? Or is it because of this or that? You have to look at all these different factors. So I touch upon as many of them as I am able to, because you know, I don't have a script. I'm not reading from anything right now. This is strictly just how I always do it, I just start talking. But I want to contact these people and let them know. I See, I don't even know if what I'm talking about would fit their criteria for a winged humanoid or not because I personally have not had this experience. Of encountering or even just seeing anything like this. So I'm that's what I'm going to find out, I guess, if this fits of what they are talking about. Maybe we hear about them more because we are able now to, I mean, we have a a worldwide ability of communication, of knowledge. These things are seen all over the world, but the focus seems to be the Chicago area and somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'm just going to say Pittsburgh area because I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't really know for a fact what area of Pennsylvania this is, seems to be concentrated in. But in that case, would it not make sense to say that there are perhaps some portals that these things can go in and out of? Because that just seems to make the most sense to me. When there are just clusters of these things in particular areas. I'm not saying it doesn't happen anywhere else, but when you have the majority, it seems like to me, the majority of this type of thing happening in these certain spots, well, there must be an access, like a an access point where they can go in and out. Just like Bigfoot, okay? You have people saying they see Bigfoot in the mountains, they see him here, you know, in these certain type of areas. Well, why is it, that bigfoot isn't seen once in a while like in a neighborhood or in the city or something like that i know it may sound silly kind of to you like maybe i'm just making fun but i'm not when you think about it why not okay well bigfoot wouldn't be in the city because of all the activity that's going on in a in a major city Okay, well, why not one of those sleepy towns? It's still a town, but there's not a whole lot going on there. Or in a semi-rural area where people might be on a few acres, but, you know, he's never seen there. This thing has always been seen in like these mountainous or, you know, the off of the beaten path type of areas. Why is that? Even in uh, you know, there's different names for Bigfoot. There's Bigfoot, there's Sasquatch, and there are even people who say that it's also the abominable snowman. But you know, he's just up there in the snow. But it's the same creature, just in a different. Because if you're up in the snow in the snowy areas, well, you're going to adapt to that type of uh, weather you're going to adapt to your environment so that's why he bigfoot looks the way it looks up in the arctic or wherever so those are just some of the things that i have been you know we people ask me questions i i hear certain things and while i understand Maybe these people are interested in it because of where they're at. They're located in this geographical area. I understand, but we cannot put ourselves in a box, box ourselves in to our area. Because even me, I'm here in Southern California, but I'm not just interested in Southern California. I'm interested in. All of the states, all the activity, different types of activity that goes on through each state, as well as other countries. I'm not as interested in the things happening in other countries for whatever reason. It's just not my flavor, but it really has to be something for me to take an interest in certain things other places than the United States I know that there's a lot that goes on and the other thing that interests me actually are things that happen south of us like in Mexico and places like that that also interests me maybe maybe it's because of our location we're still on this side you know whether we're up north, perhaps, you know, in Mexico and the other places are south of us, it's still in like this region that seems to interest me. And it also seems that Southern California, maybe California, period, Oregon, Washington State, places like this aren't mentioned a whole lot when you start looking into this type of thing, this type of activity, seems that most of the focus is towards some of the other states when you start getting closer to the East Coast. And I I really don't know why that is. I try to figure it out. We all know that there's plenty of activity that goes on here in California. Most of us have experienced it. But it just seems that some of these other states are, are more... I don't know, maybe they're just more vocal about it. I really don't know. Look at your... For example, look at your TV shows. Okay, you know I'm not a big fan of these Ghost hunting shows and this and that, but look at where they go. Look at the states that they're concentrated in. Look at where they're doing their investigations. We have a few that um, they have come out here to look at a couple of locations, all right? Like the Queen Mary, maybe the Whaley House, maybe Drum Barracks. But it just doesn't seem to have the sensationalism as these other places that they investigate and that they call the paranormal hotspots and all of this stuff. You know, I have mentioned before that for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's just been done to death. Places like the Queen Mary and stuff like this. I'm just not interested in it. It just seems to be, all right, well, so many people for so many years now have been going in there, and we all know the story about somebody who drowned in the pool and this and that. We all know this, and so why even bother going there? I have no interest in most of these well-known places. The places that interest me are places that you don't hear about. They're more obscure. That's what I like. I don't want to go to some of these, uh, what was it, that Allegheny, however you say it, insane asylum in wherever it is, New York or what have you. I have no interest in that. Every paranormal person, group, couple, have been to all these places. It's been on TV. It's been written about. All these pictures. All this and that. So why bother? The more lesser known. But, but not lesser haunted. Okay. Because there are plenty of places. That are lesser known. That are extreme. That have so much activity. And some of them are pretty surprising. So that's just um, a couple of the things that I wanted to talk about. But the winged, cryptid, humanoid thing, they have all different kinds of names for them, is one that I've been thinking about since I I read this article. I heard about this. Like, no, 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 no. Those are not the only places. There's a list of places that people have been seeing these winged entities. And we, in California, is nowhere on that list. So I'm going to um, see if I can contact these people and if what I have to say fits of what they are talking about or what they want to hear about, um, asking for people to contact them about any type of thing like this. All right. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is something that has happened I'm going to say maybe within the last year. I'm not exactly sure when this took place. It could have happened 10 years ago. I'm really not sure, but I want to say maybe within the last year. And the reason I say this is because I was just recently told this story. And it's from someone that I've known for quite a while. So apparently, this person is one of these um people that likes to go hiking in the mountains whenever they get the chance and even go out there with a backpack with that you know you're carrying your tent and all this stuff, and maybe go and stay out there to go fish or whatever it is for a couple of days and then hike back out and get in your car and go home so what happened was. Well, this was uh, told to me that, um, okay, he was out there. And he goes by himself. He doesn't go with other people. He likes to just get away. And so he was out there. And he was somewhere where he could fish. And he put his tent up. And he was uh, going to go fishing later on. You know, he went for a little hike. Get to look at the area he was in. Yeah, the fishing looked pretty good. So he was going to go and do that for he could... Uh, have his dinner he was gonna fish for his dinner so he said that his truck was down the road by kind of like by the ranger station or maybe at the ranger station I don't know I I don't pick up on the whole conversation just the the meaty parts of it so anyways he's up there and he says that he went fishing And while he was there, there seemed to be no one else around, but he saw that on the other side of the lake or whatever it was, it wasn't really big. It was like a a river type thing where he was fishing. And so he noticed that on the other side of this body of water, there looked like there was a person standing there just staring at him. So he said, it looked like this person was wearing all black and just standing there staring at me as I'm fishing. So he just waved. I said, hey. And the person didn't wave back, just continued to stand there. So he started thinking to himself, well, maybe it's not really a person. Maybe it's just like a a tree that looks like a person from here. So he catches his fish and then he goes back and he's there in his... Later on, you know, he eats his his dinner and he's going to turn in for the night. So he's sitting out there by his fire. And he says he hears a noise. Like people or somebody walking on leaves. You know, that dry sound. But he turns around, you know, and he doesn't see anyone. So he figures it's just an animal. Because he is like in the mountains. So he's not spooked by it or anything. He just he has his um now he always carries this knife always. That's just what he does. He carries this knife everywhere. And he also has his firearm. So he goes to turn in for the night. He said it was it was perfect weather. So he didn't zip his tent up all the way because the weather was too perfect and you could see the stars and all of this and that. So he's laying down and he's starting to go to sleep. He closes his eyes and he feels a presence. He opens his eyes and there's this thing right over him. And it looked, he said, it looked like a human he didn't say man or woman he said it looked like a human but the skin what should have been the skin looked like leather or maybe it had been burnt and it was right in his face and it hissed at him and he said my eyes were wide open I couldn't even scream, but I felt like there was a scream stuck in my throat and he had his knife in his hand, the next thing he knows, and he slashed at this thing. So this thing got up. He said it was just instantaneous. This thing got up and made this horrible sound. He said, I, I can't even try to make this sound for you. It's something I've never heard. I, I can't even duplicate it. And then it was gone. So he had his little lantern thing there, and he said, I was making noises like this, <gasps> like that. He was so scared. He said, if it what was a if it would have been a person like. That looked to me like a person. I wouldn't have been as scared. But this thing, it, while it had the form of a human, it did not look like one from what I could see. That's what he said to me. So he turns on his little lantern and he zipped his tent up the rest of the way. And he said he was awake. For the rest of the night and he said I couldn't stop making that sound he said I, I wanted to get out of that tent and just run down to my truck and get in it and drive home but I was too scared and he said I was whimpering in there and he was scared that that noise would attract this thing to come back So he put his hand over his mouth so that it wasn't, he wasn't making any audible noises anymore. He said, but it was very, very difficult. And he couldn't stop breathing heavily because he was so scared. So when the sun started to come up, now it's getting light. He slowly unzips his tent And, you know, people never seem to have any type of uh, remnants or proof that certain things like this have happened to them. If they're lucky, they'll have some audio or some people are lucky enough to get some video. What happened to him was so sudden and so startling. He's like, the last thing I was thinking of is getting out my cell phone and, oh, just a minute, I'm going to get this on video. He's like, that's the last thing that I would even have thought of. He said, I don't know what would happen to me if I wouldn't have had my knife and it was right there by me so I could slash at this thing. So what happened once it started to get light enough and he left his knife his knife was open for the rest of the night and it was he had it in his hand also he said one hand over my mouth one hand on my knife with my gun right next to me he said there was a piece of something that looked like tar. He said, if you could pick up a piece of tar, like a like a paper thin piece. He said that's what was on my knife. It looked like a piece of tar for lack of a better description. That's what he said. And there was some kind of other goo on there. He doesn't know. And he said he looked at it and he he was like, I actually have proof right here that I was in contact with something. I don't know what it was. He said, but I do believe that it was at whatever was looking at me from the other side of that body of water when I was fishing. So while we could say it was quite possibly just a person, maybe some crazy person, maybe some serial killer out there, because we did, men, you know, that was mentioned. What would cause it to make a sound that he can not even like describe, that he cannot even try to give us an example of. He said, I can't even tell you what the sound was. It made a hissing sound when it was right in his face. And then when he slashed it, he said, it let out a sound that I cannot describe and I cannot duplicate. Otherwise, there was nothing else. There was nothing else around his area. He didn't hear anything else. Like the sound that he had heard, like sound like somebody walking on leaves and twigs after that. But it did chill him that he said, you know, when I was sitting out there and I heard the the leaves, like someone was walking. He said to think that that thing was out there. Because he said, I'm sure that that's what it was that I heard. That thing Was out there like stalking me. So yeah. Just what was that? It's like oh yeah. Well it was probably a person who was wearing this costume. I don't know. It's always a possibility. But what about that sound it made? Not just the hissy but the scream or whatever it was that it made after it was slashed. And there was no skin attached to this black thing. It's, and there was no blood, no red blood. He said, I slashed at that thing. And he, you know, when you're like confronted, this is an attack and you're by yourself in the middle of nowhere, you're not just gonna just, oh, go and move your knife around. No, you're going for it. He was going to kill this thing. And for no blood, no blood anywhere, no blood in the tent, no blood drops outside the tent. What was this thing? Well, No red blood anyways. Let's just say that. There was no red blood. And when he was talking about this, he was visibly upset. That's why I thought, you know, this must have happened kind of recently because of how he started getting but I'm, I'm not sure. Sometimes when people are talking to me and relating certain things to me, I will hold off before delving and digging because I have to let them get that initial thing out before I start trying to extract any of the more finite details about certain things. I'll do that, of course, at a later date. But this, um, I, I would be very, very scared. It's very disturbing. It's very creepy. And also, when you're talking about someone who has been doing this and really enjoyed doing this, just getting away like this, just going to the mountains, going hiking, just loving being out there and away from everything. And then they have this type of thing happen to them and never go out there again. What does that say? This guy loves the outdoors. But since this took place, he hasn't gone out there anymore. He wants, he said, I, you don't know how much I want to, but I can't bring myself to do it. I even asked him, would you maybe feel better if you went to a different location or even a different state? And he said, no. He said, uh, "The way I feel right now, no, it wouldn't matter." He said, "I just can't do it." And also, this is not a person who is a scaredy baby or anything like that. This person was is an outdoors type of individual. Who goes out there or who used to go out there with pack his tent, you know, on a thing on his back and go out there and hike and stay there for a couple of days. It was relaxing to him and now it's been ruined. And he said that he doesn't want to go out there with anyone else because... He said, it's going to sound strange to you, but that would be like giving in, even though he said, even though I can't go out there right now, he said, maybe at some future point, I'll be able to, but I don't want to just give, totally give up and give in and go out there with someone else at this time. It's going to have to be his call. He said, before I would go out there with somebody else or with a group, I have to do it by myself like I like to do. And I understand that because that is how you overcome. I understand that. Anyways, um, that is all that I've got for today. I will try to be back tomorrow with some with some more stuff, and also, um, let us to see maybe if I can contact the people who, you know, about the, the winged creatures, and let them know that it happens here also. If you want to share anything with me, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. Thanks for joining me, you guys. I really, really do appreciate it, and I will be talking to you soon. Tchau!